Hello, and welcome to the Riri's Discoveries podcast. This is episode five of season one, and today I've got a lot of good info for you coming off of last week, which was a little bit heavy, I think. Um, you know, the sun is shining, we've had some good weather, and I must be just in a better mood <laughs> because uh, I've, I've got a really good um, positive news story to bring to you from Sweden slash Germany. Um, then the discovery for this week that I will be sharing is uh, it's all about a very, a very big diet in the media right now. And then to finish it off, I'm going to be talking about uh, health and wellness information, uh, a tip, you know, just something that I've either learned along the way of becoming a personal trainer or uh, just my own personal experience, um, something that has helped me be in good, happy, healthy shape uh, like I am right now. Um, so without further ado, let's, let's get into episode five. Okay, so for today's positive news story, um, this comes from uh, the Good News Network, I believe, or goodnews.org, or Positive News, honestly, I will link it in the show notes, but um, a company out of Sweden uh, called SaltX, it is a startup, has uh, officially launched um, uh, an energy storage system in Germany. Um, so in Germany, they are, they're fairly advanced in terms of their sustainable energy sources and sustainable energy production. But the issue is um, the amount that they are producing right now is about, uh, can cover about half of the country's needs. Um, <clears throat> and this is in part because they have a hard time storing the energy efficiently that they produced from uh, things like uh, solar and wind. Um, so when that happens and they they sort of, you know, run out of energy, I guess you could call it, um, they switch back to fossil fuels, which is obviously what we all want, like, should be trying to get away from um, in order to save this lovely planet that we live on. Um, so Saltex has developed a system using a form of salt. I believe it's... Oh sodium carbonate or or something again this will all be linked in the show notes um and and this form of salt uh stores heat and then uh, is able to produce and release heat when you just add water to it so you know this is another one of those um innovations that is moving us closer to a future where we don't have to rely solely on fossil fuels. Um, with all of the the negative news that's coming out about the dire situation that we're in, um, in terms of our environment, this is such a great advancement and such a great uh, opportunity for all of us. And I hope that this travels over to North America where I live um, so that we can start to take advantage of this and we can start to take advantage of all of the sustainable uh, energy production that we have in this country. Um, and we can start to move away from uh, relying on fossil fuels so heavily. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they can apply this innovation to things like storing energy for batteries for cars um if maybe that this is some kind of you know um i don't know the 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 opportunities are endless when it comes to energy storage options um of course my only my only question is always you know okay well if this just takes water then 
Like, does it have to be filtered water? Does it have to be purified water? Does it have to be fancy water? Can we just kind of use water wherever? Is there is there some way that we can recycle water being used in one process to then uh, work into um, uh, this new technology? Um so that there is a recycling of water so that we're not having to draw up new water. Um, all of these things will be really interesting to to see over the next little bit and, and to hopefully watch develop and be implemented in more places if they are successful. So the company is Salt X from Sweden and they are running some tests at the Berlin power plant in Germany. Um, and I think that from the article that I read, it was about a hundred households are being powered and their energy is being stored via this system. So, um, so yeah, it'll it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'd I'd like to follow. Maybe I'll follow Saltex, and and I encourage all of you to follow Saltex and give them the recognition that they need um, to see how this goes and see where uh, where the future of energy storage in the form of salt in in a just add water formula uh, where it, where it goes. You know how how. I just get so excited about this kind of stuff because I don't, I'm not sure if I mentioned in one of my past episodes that my first love was to save the world from global warming. I think it's why I like Greta Thunberg so much is that like she is everything I wished I could have been when I was 16, like an absolute force in getting people to realize how important the climate change issue is. Um, So when I hear about these companies that are actually working to innovate, um, solutions to the energy storage problem or find more efficient ways to produce energy that obviously doesn't use fossil fuels like I just get I get so excited about it and I want to share it with everybody so that everybody can start to feel more hope about the climate change um, crisis so so yeah Okay, so uh, now getting into the real, real thick of the episode. Um, uh, so the discovery that I want to share is actually not one that I am practicing right now. Um, this is not a recent discovery by any means, but it is. It was certainly, it's certainly a discovery that is worth mentioning. Um, so. I would say probably at the beginning of 2018, my family had been practicing intermittent fasting for a really long time. Um, it was something that I introduced to the family as a as a means to kind of portion control our food and use that as a first step to um, to just kind of getting back on track with our food and kind of reconnecting with what we're eating and and understanding how certain foods you know affect us and all that good stuff. <clears throat> Which again, I will talk about intermittent fasting in the near future. I promise that episode is coming soon. So after that, my mom had been doing intermittent fasting for a while. I had been listening to podcasts uh, about all of these things, and we both seemed to stumble upon uh, the ketogenic diet. And I was also uh, working as a personal trainer, and it hadn't really trickled into the, the mainstream market of dieters yet, but there were enough people asking about it that I wanted to do research. And I wanted to see, you know what all the hype was about, what, like, because in school, we had heard about ketosis as a, an actual, a dangerous state uh, to be in, especially for diabetics. Um, a diabetic ketosis is, is not good at all, um, and is actually something that they need to be, that, that 
they need to be careful of on a regular basis that they're eating um, enough and managing their insulin levels enough so that they they don't go into a state of ketosis. But for the everyday person, and specifically people who um, who are who are epileptic, this diet, the ketogenic diet, uh, was initially de- designed for them. So uh, people who had uh, epilepsy. They needed to find a new diet that would essentially feed the brain a new fuel source so that the brain wouldn't have uh, epileptic episodes and and, and experience seizures as often as they were, Um, hopefully protecting the integrity of someone's brain and giving them more freedom to go about their days without worrying about um, having a seizure. So the ketogenic diet, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure by this point most of you do, is a diet that is based off of fats. So coming out of the non-fat era that we have lived in probably since the 50s and 60s, since that initial report from um, Harvard Medical School, I believe, said that um, fat makes you fat and we should take the fat out of everything and blah, 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 blah. Um, The ketogenic diet is really tricky for people to wrap their heads around because we are not just going from non-fat to like a low carb moderate protein moderate fat diet no this is 70 to 80 percent of your calories are coming from fats which is which is a lot (laughs) it is a lot of calories um so essentially what the diet does is instead of the body uh, or the brain using um, glucose or sugars for fuel, the body switches over into using ketone bodies uh, for uh, for fuel, specifically beta beta hydroxybutyrate, um, so BHB, um, which you can now apparently buy as an exogenous form. But the body does produce it naturally when it breaks down fats into a basic fuel source that the brain can use. Now, uh, my mom tried the ketogenic diet for probably the longest amount of time, and I believe that she still follows it mostly. Um, My younger sister then, because she was living with my mom, um, she started to do it as well. I think that everybody in my family has kind of dabbled with it. I I wasn't resistant, but I, I just... I try to stay away from specific diets, um, but in the fall of this year, around October, November, um, I was really feeling, you know, the seasonal affective disorder symptoms, you know, just feeling slumped and low energy and all this stuff. And I knew from all of the research that I had done for work and for my own clients and, and speaking with my mom and my sister that consuming a ketogenic diet kind of turned your brain onto overdrive. Um... And I knew that there were deficiencies, I guess, in my focus and my ability to convey helpful messages to my clients. I just felt like I was really foggy all the time. I could, I could get by. Obviously, I could like educate clients, and I, I had enough energy, I guess. Um, but I, I decided in the fall to do a proper ketogenic diet. I was also. Um, I was also hoping that I would uh, I would lose a little bit of weight as well. I really wanted to get rid of my sugar cravings too um, because they had gotten really bad. You know, I was I was at work and I'd leave work and I'd, you know, pick up a bunch of junk all the way home. And, um, and I was just feeling like I was like shackled by a sugar craving. So I knew that the ketogenic diet, I understand like the process of going through keto flu and all these things um, is tough. But then once you're through it, you basically don't have 
sugar cravings. So there was just like, there was a lot of things that were, that the ketogenic diet would essentially solve for me at that time. So, um, my skin was, was not great. Um, the ketogenic diet has been shown to balance out female hormones, um, and allow women's skin to relax their periods to return to uh, a healthier place. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just overall, it's all very, very good for your hormones. I think I've talked before uh, about how, um, you know, your hormones are, are made in fats. Um, so you need to consume fats in order to make hormones. Um, so, anyway, so my skin was, my skin needed some help. Um, I felt like I needed to lose a little bit of weight. Uh, my brain was feeling foggy. Um, and, you know, just for experiment's sake, I thought it would be important to give the diet a try so that I can actually speak anecdotally uh, to clients who are considering the diet. So I tried it. I did. Uh, I bought, you know, a bunch of avocados, meat, um, spinach was basically my only, my only carb. It was my vegetable. I had eggs, cheese, cream cheese. I made myself fat bombs. There's all of these like really good recipes uh, for things like snacking that make, make the diet much more accessible to to people so that so that you don't feel like you're so restricted um and then i basically just told myself you are doing this uh there's no ifs ands or buts even you know i i had heard from my mom and my sister and podcasts and, and a bunch of people that the first couple of days are probably the hardest because you're going to go through something called keto flu which in some cases people literally feel flu symptoms so nausea and and stomach issues and and headaches and just feeling you know really really run down and that's because the body you are forcing the body to be so low on carbohydrates uh, over ex an extended period of time that it is being forced to switch over into the fat burning um, system, which is in place. Our bodies have a fat burning system because fat in our our ancient bodies uh, was used as a as an energy storage system. So we would have a big meal, we would uh, use whatever calories we did in that moment, and then the rest would be stored as fat because we didn't know where our next meal was coming from, as opposed to now, which is there's a grocery store in every corner and, and food is never hard to find. So... So yeah, so those those systems are in place in the body to break down fats and turn them into these ketone bodies. So, um, so like I said, I, I went into it and I just told myself, I said, you're doing this 100%. You cannot half-ass any part of this or else how can you actually, you know, share with clients uh, what the experience is like and, and how can you really tell, like, how could I tell myself uh, whether it worked or not, if I didn't actually give it a hundred percent go. So I did, I remember on about day four, I was, I was working from my parents' home and like super headachy, like not able to focus on my work, like just feeling really, really, really off. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and my sister, I think she was working from home that day too, or my mom was home or someone, but I just remember saying to them, I was just like, Ugh, I know that keto is going to be worth it, but right now I feel brutal. So, pushed through the day. Um, there was lots of, like I said, things like fat bombs. I, I was having nuts and little cheese strings, like really good fats uh, for the day to hold me over. And then I just, like I said, I just kept powering through. And it was pretty amazing um, how quickly I started to feel the effects after I got through keto flu. So, um, I remember I went shopping because my sister and I were going to go and see a DJ that I really liked. And so I went shopping to get like a fun new outfit for it. And I remember the girl brought in a size two 
and like i i have probably have not worn a size two since like i was like 10 like probably since i was prepubescent um and this girl brought in a size two and i was like oh my god are you sure? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just try it on. She's like, I, I fit people all day in clothing, so just try this. And I was like, okay. So I put it on, and it fit beautifully. And, like, I, yeah, the, all of the inflammation had gone down in my body. Um, I lost a little bit of weight. Like, it was just, like, that definitely was there. But I honestly think that the most enticing um, effects of the ketogenic diet is uh, the hormone balancing um, within three weeks. And I had been struggling with really, really, really difficult skin. Um, this is something that I will save for another podcast, but I got off uh, the birth control pill in 2017. And then I, I basically, I had three periods in 2018 uh, when you should potentially have 12 to 13 periods in a, in, in the span of 12 months, depending on, um, depending on your cycle. But yeah, I had three and, uh, and my skin, everything was really out of whack. And in the three weeks that I was, I was fairly intensely keto, um, my skin started to clear up. I wasn't getting breakouts as regularly. Um, I was just feeling really good about the quality of my skin. My skin felt like nourished as well. I didn't get like dryness or itchiness or anything like that. It was, it was honestly really nice. Um, but so yeah, certainly that was enticing and that was really, uh, motivating to keep me, um, to keep me going with it. Cause obviously like you still have kind of habits that you need to break as well, like food habits. Uh, for me, it's always walking home and going through the mall, um, because there's snacks everywhere and lots of checkouts where I don't have to talk to people. So that's a thing. Um, and then, um, the other one that was just crazy and and certainly helpful for my job was the brain effects so a lot of people talk about how being on the ketogenic diet is like being on rocket fuel and um and like rocket fuel for your brain not actually consuming rocket fuel because i'm quite certain that would kill you but um it's like rocket fuel for your brain so i like I went from trying to explain like really simple exercise and nutrition concepts to my clients and feeling like I was fumbling over my words to just like, it's like I was, you know, I had a textbook stored in my brain and, and I could pull from lessons that I learned years ago when I was in first university and initially taking um, anatomy and nutrition and physiology and all those things. Like it was just shocking how sharp I was. Uh, I slept like a baby. It was so nice. I had no issues falling asleep. I didn't have like weird dreams or anything like that. When I woke up in the morning, I was energized. Um, I could kind of reintroduce my fasting regimen that I'd lost uh, over the, the previous couple of months. Like my brain and my just like daily functionality leveled up hard, like like tenfold, you know. It was, it was amazing um, how well the ketogenic diet worked for me. Now, I... I I started this by saying that I do not follow the ketogenic diet anymore. And, um, and honestly it was because when, when my sister and I went to that DJ show, uh, we, we were fairly keto. I guess we were eating keto prior to the show. We, we got like all the right alcohol. So it wasn't, um, so it wasn't like high in sugar or anything like that. Like it was past the keto test kind of thing. <clears throat> but then on the way back home, 
I don't know, we'd been out drinking and the, and my sister was not keto at the time. My younger sister was not keto at the time. And so she, she wanted to order Subway and I was just like, yeah, whatever, fine. It's whatever. I, I won't worry about it. But then it was like the next day I was like, oh, well, I've already screwed up that. So I'll just, you know, have another snack. And then it was just like, I just kind of let it go after that. And it really sucks because it was fun. Um, I loved the way that I felt when I ate keto. Excuse me. Um, but at the same time, um, there's a lot of things in this world that are not designed to be keto. Um, you know, I love pizza and they're, and they're very good keto pizza dough recipes. I like, I, I made quite a few very test ones if I do say so myself, but, um, I don't know that there was just other things in life that I wanted to enjoy. And obviously, uh, I got distracted from, from the diet and how great it is. And it's funny because in my head right now, I'm thinking like, why did I go off of it? <laughs> my skin was really nice and, and I felt really good in my body and I had all this energy and my brain was so sharp. Like, why did I get off of it? But, um, there are lessons to be learned from the ketogenic diet that I certainly still apply. Um, knowing that if you are eating a higher fat diet, so don't be afraid of full fat sour cream. Uh, don't be afraid of full fat yogurt, um, cream cheese, uh, nuts and seeds and fattier cuts of meat. And knowing that all of those will give you lots and lots of flavor because all the, all the, the flavor, all the things that the animals ate basically, uh, get stored in, in the fats. So those flavors get stored in the fat and then the meat is, is just meat. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've heard that, uh, you know, like pigs eat everything. So, farmers uh, and like pig meat producers uh, can basically alter the flavor of the pork that is produced um, by feeding the pigs all kinds of interesting things. So feeding them like beets and then you end up with this kind of like red, purpley pork meat. Um, so yeah, anyways, kind of a, a tangent on that end. But yeah, so important things to be learned. Um, don't be afraid of fats. Uh, make sure that they are good quality fats. They are whole food fats. You don't want to have high fats in processed foods because those are likely damaged or trans fats, which will have lasting effects on the body and the cells uh, in a way that nobody wants and will certainly make you gain weight and feel brain foggy and uh, put you at higher risk for disease, which is not great. Um, and uh, and and it retaught me how to fast, and it has shown me that it's not hard. It's not. It's really not a hard diet to follow. It's a tasty diet to follow. Um, it gave me lots of really interesting recipes and it also showed me like a whole new world of kind of snacks and things that I can nibble on if I need to, um, uh, that are healthier. They're healthier alternatives. So like learning about things like erythritol and monk fruit, which are sugar alcohols that do not cause a, uh, that do not cause an insulin response. And, and so are, uh, protective against, um, developing cancer and inflammation and all of those things, uh, and, and diabetes, of course. Um, so yeah, the, the ketogenic diet is great. I still, like if I, if I want to make a new recipe, I'll always put ketogenic at the, at the beginning of the recipe. So like ketogenic pizza or ketogenic mac and cheese, or I made a really good ketogenic mac and cheese the other day. Actually, my sister did. And then I just made it for myself for the week and it was so good. Um, so I definitely still use it but I am definitely not 
keto right now, if that makes sense. Um, but for, for, for those of you who want to try, like look into Jason Fung's research on intermittent fasting and the ketogenic diet. Um, there's a couple really good YouTube videos that explain the diet and teach you how to start it and give you basic grocery lists. There's like a million Instagram pages that talk about the ketogenic diet and tons of podcasts and, and all those kinds of things. But I just wanted to come on here, give you kind of like a real life story of why I decided to try keto, how long I tried it for, the effects that I felt, and then kind of the key takeaways so that you don't feel like, I don't know, like you don't have to stay on it if it doesn't work for you. Um, so yeah, that is that is the the ketogenic diet and my experience with it. It was great. I I do I I enjoyed it. <laughs> right now I'm thinking I could totally go back on it if I wanted to, um, but who knows? I'll 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 update you on that in in the next couple of weeks and let you know if I decided to actually go and follow the ketogenic diet. Okay, so uh, I know that this whole episode was fairly geared towards a kind of health and wellness thing, uh, a bit of a health and wellness discovery, but I actually wanted to talk about something that I'm doing currently for my health and my wellness, and that is uh, weekly progress pictures. So um, I, I personally think that stepping on the scale can be damaging, especially if you know in your own psychology that you have attached uh, a certain goal and a certain value to a number on the scale and not seeing it move or seeing it move in the wrong direction week after week can be really damaging to your psyche and be, and be very um, discouraging. So I, I'm always very wary of putting people on the scale, especially when I'm at work. Uh, it's part of the protocol that we start with baseline measurements at the beginning of every person's when they first sign up with the gym. And I always say, especially to women, again, I know that it, it is an issue for men too, but especially for my women um, who come in, we step on the scale, I, I tell them what it is, and then I'll get, you know, a couple different reactions from them based on how they feel about the number. And then I, bas I go on this big spiel about how, you know, weight can go up and down week to week based on hormones and how much water you're drinking or how little water you're drinking, your stress levels, if you're sleeping, like there are so many other factors. And to remember that weight is simply just the mass of everything you're made of uh, multiplied by the force of gravity. So you are made of all kinds of different things. Everybody has different uh, material makeup. Um, and, and so don't get too wrapped up in the scale. So this is why I think progress pictures, if you have an idea of kind of like what you want to look like, or you're looking for uh, to, to track... Uh, the success of a new program that you're doing. Like for me, I, I design programs and, and deliver them to people. And I'm currently working on one that I gave to my sister and taking progress pictures with that and uh, using that as my guidance to say, okay, this program was designed to lean you out in specific areas, to build up muscle in other areas, and to create just a general better muscle tone, I guess, across the whole body. And um, so I've been taking progress pictures just from the front and the side and already after one week, I, I started to see a change. So um, I think that progress pictures are a great way to to really see the changes. Because um, most of the time, that's what people want is they have a specific look in mind that they like. And that's what they're aiming for. And a lot of people think that there is a number associated with the way that they look. But I have to say that, I mean, before I went away to university, I was 130 pounds. And I thought that I, I looked great, but I wasn't super toned. 
now um i train hard i i really like the amount of muscle that i have on my body um i like the way that i look and i fluctuate between 145 and 150 so that's 15 to 20 pounds heavier than like my lightest weight but i like the way that i look better because this is the look that i wanted all along kind of thing so taking progress pictures eventually you'll you'll start to see changes from week to week that you may not notice yourself, but when you have the actual physical pictures, you you will be able to notice the changes more. And I think it's important to just note one more thing about progress pictures, and that is that you don't need to be standing there in your bra and your underwear or whatever in order to take a progress picture. Obviously, you're going to see more detail and see more things changing, but a progress picture can literally be, okay, take a picture from two months ago that you just took with your friends and now take a picture of yourself in the same outfit or something. And I bet you that you'll, if you've been working hard, um, and, and actively pursuing better health, uh, habits, I guess you could say, uh, and routines and things like that, I bet you that you will see, you will see a change, um, in, you know, the health of your hair and your skin and your smile and how you hold yourself. And there are so many things that, that are captured within a picture. Um, and unless you kind of compare the two, you, you won't notice. So it's a good thing to look at. You have a physical representation of, um, how things are progressing. You know, that's why they, they, they call it a progress picture. And, uh, and yeah, so I think it's, um, I think I think progress pictures are really the way to go. If if you have new health goals, you're trying new, um, uh, like a new a new diet or a new exercise program or or new supplements or whatever it is, take progress pictures of whatever you're looking to change. And I bet you. Um, I bet you it, it, you'll you'll start to see those and it'll be really encouraging to have that physical representation of the change that you are seeing in yourself and that you are trying to achieve. Okay, so that concludes the fifth episode of the Riri's Discoveries podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed everything. I will keep any of the uh, products or news stories or videos or anything that I mentioned today in the show notes that you can refer back to those. I will also include all of the ways that you can connect with me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. And I have a new one um, in the show notes as well. So uh, Instagram and Facebook are both at Riri's Discoveries. So that's R-I-R-I-S-D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-I-E-S. Twitter is just Riri Discoveries, so no S after Riri. And then Patreon is also Riri's Discoveries, but it's patreon.com forward slash forward slash Riri's Discoveries. But the new one is actually... uh, a, a personal training platform. So I am with, I've, I've decided to sign up with a, a group called Trainerize and they offer online programming that I can deliver to people. Um, there is a payment system so I can sell programs and workout plans to, to potential clients. So if you, um, would like to work with me as a personal trainer, then you can check me out there. It's trainerize.me and then look for Riley Pierce. So that's R I L E Y. P-E-A-R-C-E. Uh, and again, trainerize.me. So trainer, like a personal trainer, I-Z-E, trainerize.me, uh, forward slash. It's all kinds of interesting things. And uh, just, yeah, if you just go to trainerize.me and then search Riley Pierce, you'll be able to find me. But again, I will leave that link in the show notes so that you can check it out for yourself. And uh, 
Thanks for tuning in. Next week, I actually have a fun thing planned where I'm just going to go through my favorites of May, give you all my favorite products, my favorite uh, episode of the month, um, some of my favorite workouts and exercises that I may have discovered over the last little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But until then, enjoy the beautiful weekend wherever you are. Thank you for listening. And of course, don't forget to do something good for your body today.